Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome in to Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. And I'm telling you, we have had an amazing um, week already from last Tuesday to this Tuesday. And I got to tell you, you are going to want to listen to the archive message of our show last week to kind of um, help you understand what we're talking about today because we're going to do a continuation. Not sure if we'll finish it today or next week or the week after, but I'm so excited because I my eyes have been open to some things, and <laughs> Michael Farmer is so amazing. So everybody, give it up for our spiritual, personal coach and guru, Michael Farmer. Hello, everybody. Everybody's <laughs> doing well, faring well, doing all things well. I'm truly looking forward to this this day. I've been kind of chomping at the bits to get this information out of me. So it's been <laughs> to the ears and the hearts of the listeners. That's so right. It could come fast there? enough. It could not come fast enough for me this week. I was like, oh, my goodness, Tuesday, Tuesday, I got I to gotta listen in to the show. Now I got to host the show, but I got to listen in to the show because I was so fired up um, last Tuesday, and it lasted all through the rest of the um, week. So um, so you want to do a recap of what we talked about last week before we move forward? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to recap, and then we're going to get into part two of the effects of obedience. So All we right. want you to definitely uh, get your pen and your paper or how, if you got an electronic Bible, highlight the scriptures. I definitely like to use scripture to substantiate what we're doing. No okay. better word to uh, have what you're saying confirmed in the mouth of two or three witnesses. And we always we can always use the Bible authors as our witnesses. Okay, on last week, of course, we talked about the effects of obedience. And the whole, uh, this whole chapter began with a word from God about over six years ago. And it simply says the beginning and the end of all holy living is obedience. Mm. And those words, it struck, it just struck me to my core when he said it. Once again, the beginning and the end of all holy living is obedience. And then, of course, we talked about uh, God expects us to be obedient to his word, the written word, the spoken word, and also the revealed word. So in so three forms of word, once again, the written word, which we have in the Bible, the spoken word that he used to speak through just other believers in the body, and also the ministry gifts he is given to the body of Christ, and then also the revealed words, which he uses the Holy Spirit to speak to you, because the Holy Spirit is God in the earth today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also talked about uh, obedience in the Old Testament being defined as to hear intelligently. It means to give undivided listening attention, and that's what they had to do back then because they didn't have the word in the written form. They had to go with the spoken word, and they had to give their undivided attention to what the rabbi was teaching during those times or whatever prophet he was using to speak to them during that time. Also, in the New Testament, it means to hear under as a subordinate. So that's that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the New Testament uh, definition of it. So once again, to hear under as a subordinate. So it means someone who is superior to you. And not by not talking about they're superior to, to you because of class, they're superior to you because of position. And they're giving you instruction. And, of course, we want to use in this context as that person being God, and of course, he's superior to everything in the universe. He sits above everything. It also means to listen attentively or to heed or conform to a command or authority. In other words, it means any time that you obey implied in the definition that I expect for you to do it, not just to hear it. So uh, that's that's mm-hmm. what it means to be obedient. Obedience is not hearing. Obedience is action. That means giving heed to or conforming to a command or authority. And then uh, we talked about the law of obedience that was found in Deuteronomy 28, 
uh, verses 1 and 2, and we're going to deal with that uh, as one of the effects of obedience on today. Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2, and it simply says, It shall come to pass that you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe Mm -hmm. and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if you shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And of course, the word hearken in that context means to listen and to do and to be diligent doing it. That's and then also the second scripture for that is Isaiah 1 and 9 that says, If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So once again, another component is added to obedience. If you be willing, there should be a willingness there. You don't want to be obedient and you're kicking and screaming the whole way. and let you know that the heart is not right. <laughs> yeah. So if you be willing yeah. and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And, of course, if and do are the two Biggest words in the whole Bible, and sometimes we just want to run straight over them. If and do. If and do. And then we talked about three powerful elements or forces that God left us in the earth as the body of Christ. Uh, That obedience is the foundation that affects all of these. And the first one was faith, which is simply believing, persuasion, or confidence. It is knowledge that produces good works. So once again, it's action. All these are action words. Faith is an action word. It's not just, uh, it starts with the belief, but believing also implied in believing that you act on what you know to do. So if you believe, you act. The next one was mm. hope, and that is expectation with desire. It also means confidence or trust. And the last one was love, and we're talking about the God kind of love or charity, which is the uh, Greek rendering of, I mean, the English rendering of the Greek word. And it simply is a benevolent love in giving what's needed. Always think about that. When we talk about the love of God, the love of God always signifies that he gives us what we need. And it has to have nothing to do with emotion or affection or commonalities. Has simply to do with giving you what is needed. What is so that is the recap of last week, and then of course we went we went down a side road that I can't even duplicate. <laughs> you have to <laughs> you have to get you have to listen to the file, but we God God took us on and God took us off on an exit, and it just it just ushered us to His presence because we're talking about His presence, and I want you. Getting into that presence, I think was dealing with, uh, I think it was love we was talking about, wasn't it, rather? I think it was the love aspect that we was talking about. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. saying that, uh, it was talking about that if, uh, if you walk in that, and the love is found in John 14 and 21, Jesus said that he that had my commandments and keepeth them, another word that is obey them, he it is that loveth me. So we, so, Obedience is entangled in love. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. And I think that's what we went talking about, just walking in that God kind of love and walking in obedience to his word. It ushers in the tangible presence of God. And I think the point I wanted to make in that was that once you experience you know, his his manifested presence or his tangible presence in your life is something that is highly, highly addictive. Um, it's kind of like that uh, song by B.B. Wynum, I think, was Addicted Love, B.B. and C.C. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It definitely is something that you that you always want. Can't always hang out there because we, cause we, we live in this, this natural realm, and he wants us to take what he gives to us when he manifests himself to us and distribute that same love that he just so shared abroad in your heart. Just He wants you to share that same love to other people. Y'all got it? 
I know that was a lot. <laughs> but, but if you want to, as, as, as again, if you want a slow down version of that, a slow motion version of that, you can always go back to the archives on last week. I don't from last week, March what? It was like where the, the 26th or 27th or something like that, but yeah. Okay. But we are actually into April, man. It's been it's, it's literally been six months since we started this show. Wow, it doesn't seem like yesterday, though. We started the first first week of October, and now we are into April. But thank God for the opportunity. It is just my prayer that people are being blessed by by what is going out to them. And and as I said, I even went so far as to say that if you do the things that God's instructing you to do in this word, once again, written, spoken, and revealed, I guarantee you, your life will never, ever be the same. Now, let's go into part two of this, and we're going to talk about the actual effects of obedience on today. I'm going to give you all seven of them, and then we're going to go back and deal with each one individually and try to get a concise, uh, not just too vastly detailed version of it. Um, the effects of obedience, number one, is an increase in faith. So obedience can increase your faith. And, of course, we always hear people about saying, I just, I just want more faith. I just, I just want my faith to be strong. Well, obedience is a component in that that can usher that in. It also uh, pleases God. It's pleasure to God. And who don't want to please God? I mean, if, 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 you're, if you're a Christian, and that should be, your clarion call, and that is to please God. Next of all, it is friendship. And, yes, you you, you can be a friend of God. There's a song out, I think, by uh, Israel Halton, I Am a Friend of God. Yeah, I love that song. Beautiful song. So so Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that. Uh, the next one is Revelation. Of course, who who don't want Revelation? We always want that heavy revy, as they say. We want God to drop drop that word on us and make us feel good. But always remember when he reveals something to you, he, he expects you to be a doer of it and not just a hearer of it. He's not right. doing it just, to, just to tickle your ears and make it sound good, but he's actually giving you something to do, which will be a blessing, first of all, to you, and then also to mankind and to your generation. Next one is righteousness. And effective obedience is righteousness. Believe it or not. The next one is exaltation or promotion. I think we're more familiar with that word, promotion. And of course, mm-hmm. we all love promotion. Everybody loves promotion. And lastly, it is blessing. So increase in faith, pleasure to God, friendship with God, Revelation, righteousness, exaltation or promotion, and lastly, blessing. And those are seven effects, and seven is the number of completion. So I believe if you latch on to these these seven nuggets that are about to come forth, then as I say, I'm going to go out there again. I guarantee you your life would never be the same. So let's, let's deal with the first one, an increase in faith. Of course, we, we know that the Bible says that, you know, you know, without faith that it's impossible to please God, and I don't want to get ahead of myself on that. But actually obeying God, actually it's what increases or builds your faith, like building or increasing a muscle, increasing the size of, of a muscle. That's what happens uh, in faith is obedience, and that's found in Luke 17. I know you already got a little rest. Sometimes you read the mind. I know you're already there. I know you probably got it in your notes already. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. I'm not even trying to write because it it distracts me. So I'm trying to just listen. Um, they're on their own today. I'm trying to listen, and, and I just decided that I was going to um, post increase in faith as an effect of obedience. So, uh, but you know other than that, you know today today I'm going to use God has prompted me to use my paper today. Use paper today. Sometimes we get technology makes us lazy. And God has come to me to, to use my paper Bible today, just like everybody else. You know, we got them on our phones, on our computers, and we can pull these things up and 
do searches and everything, and all that's good. But there's nothing like using your hand because your hand is connected to your brain. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. That's what Pastor does. So let's let's go to uh, Luke 17. And we're going to start in verse number three. And I'm going to be reading from the New American Standard today. And it says, be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. Now, I want people to do it real good. If your brother sins, what are we supposed to do, Loretta? Rebuke him. him. And it say if, if your brother sins, that your brother should say, you can't judge me. No, he said, if your brother sins, what are we supposed to do? Rebuke him. That means we, we and, and, of course, everything is tempered in love. And we're, and we're rebuking him because we want to see him back, restored back where he should be, not just point out his faults. Because love covers faults, not exposes, exposes faults. Love covers faults. So if your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. So you're going to rebuke, and he's going to repent, and then you're going to forgive. Simple process. Mm-hmm. Verse 4 says, and if he sins against you seven times in a day, now this is where the plot thickens, and returns to you seven times saying, I repent, he says, forgive him. So now it's, now it's easy to do it the first time, right, Loretta, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe even the first couple of times. It, We're talking about in one day. Time. Yeah. Wow. In one day. And, 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 of course, he's just using that as, as an analogy the seven times. He's right. just letting you know, right. hey, you, you, you got to go above and beyond when the cook. And then in verse 5 is where I want you to key in on. And, and the apostles say it to the Lord, increase our faith. In other words, they said, Lord, you know something? You, you got to increase my faith to do that. <laughs> there is no way I can, in, in my own ability, or at the level of faith that I am now, is do it, 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 to do that. And then, so he's, the, the apostles, which are just Christian watches, he's calling his 12 disciples. At the time, he's now is going to reply to them. Look at verse 6. And the Lord said, if you had faith, like a mustard seed, you will say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. That's the key word. Mm-hmm. word he said if, if you had faith like a mustard seed, of course, and we've talked about that in, in, in topics past, that the mustard seed is, is one of the smallest seeds in the earth, but it grows out to be one of the biggest the biggest, uh, it produces one of the biggest plants from that small seed, and that's what the faith can do. Mm-hmm. Start small and grow big and be a blessing to others. He said, so if you have faith like a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Look at verse 7. He said, but which of you, having a slave plowing or tending sheep, will say to him when he has come in from the field, come immediately and sit down to eat. But will he not say to him, prepare something for me to eat and properly clothe yourself and serve me until I have eaten and drunk and after it you will eat and drink? He does not thank the slave because he did the things which were commanded, does he? So you too, when you do all things which you are commanded, you say we are unworthy slaves. We have only done that which we have ought to done. So I'm going I'm to ask that every important question after just hearing that, and, and I'm looking for a right answer to hear. How do we increase our faith according to what we just read? Well, I'm going to go ahead and give you... I'm going okay, to give you I, I have that. several questions, but if I were to say it, just not even knowing where you're going with this, I think it, it increases by doing. The more things that you do that causes your faith to increase, then it increases. I mean, doing sense. what? Doing what? Doing, obedience. Being obedient doing and doing, like, following his word, like you said, forgive seven times, and then it increases your faith 
And then you said you talked about the the mustard seed and the mulberry yeah. tree, and you, you yeah. gotta have the faith that it'll move, it'll be planted in the seed. Exactly. So, so in, in other words, what he's saying here, don't 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 expect your faith to work for you if you're not obeying me. In other words, he said if you if you speak to this tree, it should obey you. And then he goes in and tells you why it should obey you. And he gives an example of a servant. He said, now, which of you have an, a servant? Or say say you have a, a cleaning service coming to your, you know, coming to your home, and they clean up for you and, and they cook for you, and they, and when you come home, they're sitting down eating and enjoying watching <laughs> TV. He said, no. <laughs> he said, no, you need to properly clothe yourself and sit down and serve me. Why? Because that's what I paid you to do. That's what that's, that's what I have expected from your service that I'm, and we're making an exchange here. He said, does he thank that person because they did what you have paid them to do? He said, no. He said, because that, that was their duty to do. In other words, mm-hmm. should, should I be praising them because they did what I asked them to do? No. It was your duty to do that. That's that's what you were paid to do. That's what another. And of course, we can relate that to Jesus being gave his life for us. He's he's we're bought with the price. He's already he's already purchased us with his own blood. So when we obey him, we we, we shouldn't be always looking for it to be pat on the head because we <laughs> obey him. Look at verse ten. Yeah. It says, it says, so you too, when you do all the all the things, not some of them, when you do all the things which I commanded you. He said, you say. He's giving you what to say. We are unworthy. I think the King James says unprofitable servants. And here it says, we are unworthy slaves. And, of course, most of you don't like the word slave, but slave and servant mean exactly the same thing. Yeah. We are unworthy slaves. We have done only that which we ought to have done. So ought speaks, speaks to what? Obligation. Yeah. So God expects us to obey him now. And so that's, the, that's number one, the effect of obedience is an increase in faith. The more you obey him in the things that he's instructed you to do, that's how your faith grows. And then now you have the ability now to speak to things and those things happen. Why? Because you're doing them. Mm-hmm. So if you're disobedient, all it's going to do is short-circuit your faith. You know, you can't speak to, you know, you you can't speak to sickness and disease in your body if you are constantly obedient. How how can you give a command and take action if you are not on the other end of that? You're not receiving command and taking action. And and I know it's something that is not really, really just emphasized in the body of Christ, but it is. I mean, it, 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 it should be the cornerstone of our lives because Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is who we are. And it's who we are because of the person that lives within us. And that's, and that's, that's Jesus in the form of the Holy Spirit. That's what makes us Christians. Not because we go to church on Sunday or Wednesday or whatever day you choose that you, you're going to go to church. Not because you're doing all the external things. It is because we have positioned ourselves to become servants to him. That means that we are willing to obey any command that he's given us. And when we do so, not looking to be always praised because we do it. Why? Because it's your duty, it's your obligation that we obey him. So so, so that's what I want to really emphasize in that increasing your faith. Mm-hmm. You know, we, some, we, we we think we should be praised because we obey. You know, wow. and, 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 of course, and, of course, there are times, you know, when, when he does lavish his love on us because we have obeyed. But for the, for, for the most part, he doesn't, just like us with our natural children. You know, when you come home and... And they've they've done what you have told them to do. That they've done their duties or their chores, as we call them. We don't come home always patting them across the head for doing that. 
especially, especially they're of age. No, that's that's what you should do. That's that's exactly. your part in that's your part in maintaining the household. We're going out, we're conquering in the labor force, and we're bringing home the spoils of that. And we're practically coming home and landing at, <laughs> at the feet of the children, so to speak. <laughs> So when I get home, I expect this house to be clean and the garbage to be emptied and the lawn to be cut. And if you don't, if you're not giving your children those type of duties to do, then it 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 is going to be very difficult for them to obey a God that they can't see if they're not obeying a parent that they see every single day. And not only that, it's providing for them. That's right. So, so we as parents should be grooming our our children, and our children are subordinate to us. Why? Because they're in a position to receive instructions of command and authority from us. So that's, that's a good one. way to look at it to help simplify it. That is a great analogy when we um when we're using the children and the cleaning up. You know, you don't go home and just give them unprecedented uh, gifts and favor because they cleaned up, and that's what you expect them to do. Exactly. <laughs> wow. And, and, and remember, like I said, verse 10 is the, is the, is the is what I call the creature of that whole, of that whole uh, dissertation because it, it lets you know that, you know, it says, it says, so you too. I think in the King James it says, so likewise. Yeah, here it is. King James says, so likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty mm-hmm. to do. I mean, that was that was required of you. So it is required of you to obey God. It, 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 is, not, it, it is not praiseworthy that you obey. It's your duty. Okay. So I just, I mean, I just, I just need people to think of. You know, we've conditioned, we've conditioned people in the body of Christ to think that just because we obey, that that we've done this grand and marvelous thing. No, that's that's a <laughs> basic duty. That's, a, that's your basic duty is to obey. Right. That's part of the contract. <laughs> part of it. It's part of it. <laughs> what you signed up to do, yeah. It's part of so. number one, the, so so remember that the the first effect of obedience is that it pleases God, and we're going to piggyback on that with number two, and that is, oh, obedience effectuates pleasure to God, and like I said, we all want to please God, and that comes from Hebrews eleven. Let me get over there. Hebrews. Hebrews. Hebrews and she cooks. <laughs> That's one of my Hebrews favorite chapters. Oh, oh, it is. It is a it is a very, very If you feel a little you know, down book. and out, yeah, it'll inspire you. Okay. Hebrews eleven. Now Verse 1 starts out saying, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the men of old gained approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. And we're dropping down, and of course he goes on and talks about Abel and Cain and Enoch. And then mm-hmm. verse 6 says, it, is, it doesn't say but without faith. It says and, which is a positive, well, I call it a positive conjunction. But it's a negative conjunction. Mm-hmm. It says and, which adds to, and keeps everything in front of that intact. And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. 
Man, that is that's one of my favorite favorite verses. <laughs> that God will reward you if you do what? Seek him. No word seek them means to obey. So so it so our obedience causes pleasure to God. It causes God to be pleased. Why? Because it increases our faith and faith is what pleases God. So that's point number two. Well, I'm trying to finish all these today as well. That's why I'm really here. <laughs> I don't Number think it's going to happen. Well, we can try. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're about we're about halfway in, so we we may we we'll we'll okay. we'll see what God says about it. Okay. Number three. Number three is friendship with God. Man, it's it's good that God can be my father, and then He's also my friend. And he's not a friend because I'm a friend because he lets me know the things that he's doing. That's what Jesus said a, a friend is. He said, he said, when you're a friend of God, he, he lets you in on what he's doing. When you're a servant, servants are not, not let in, let on in on things that he's doing. The friend of uh, mm-hmm. So this thing about you know and and, and yeah, you know we always name dropping you know we we tell people yeah. we get around we we talk about who we, we friend yeah yeah I know him and I mean just 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 think about it. I I just you know I'm I mean I'm just I am Obama's you know running buddy man <laughs> it just people think you got it going on but this but and I use that as as an analogy. And it is not a political statement about anybody who's who's listening. So just think about you are a friend of God, the creator of the entire universe, uh-huh. the one who owns the universe and everything in it. See, you have to you have to begin to start changing the way you think. Let's look at. Uh, go to John, I'm sorry. John 15, did I tell you the book of John? Um, no. Okay, with well, John 15, I'm sorry. I was so busy having that song in my head, I'm a friend of God, so I, oh, you may yeah, have. <laughs> you may have said, let's go to John 15. We're going to John 15 now. <laughs> I sure wish I had that song playing in the background because that is, I, I love that song, I'm a friend of God. Okay, John 15. We're going to start at verse number 12. And it says, this is my commandment. So it's a what? It's a commandment. It's mm-hmm. not a recommendation. It's a commandment. Not a suggestion. Not a suggestion. It's a commandment. Not a recommendation. This is my commandment. Now, this is Jesus talking. This is red writing. So mm-hmm. just imagine him talking as I'm reading. This is my commandment, that you love one another. That's agape love that we just talked about earlier. Just I had, just as I have loved you. So this is my commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. So God, as I, as I like to say, God is not a waster of anything. So when he loves you, he expects you to share that same love with someone else. Look at verse 13. It says, Greater love has no man than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. He says, You are my friends if, underline or highlight if, maybe want to circle it, put an asterisk by If you are my friends, I'm sorry, you are my friends if you do what I command you. So what's the flip side of that? He said, you are not my friends if you don't do what yeah. I command you. He says, no longer do I call you slaves, and that means servants, for the slave does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from my father. I have made them known to you. Yeah. You did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give 
to you. This I command you, that you love one another. So he, he began it and he closed it with that you love, that you love one another. <laughs> so 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 one of the major effects of obedience is I can call myself a friend of God, and I and I can only do that with with confidence and with conviction if I know in my heart of hearts that I am obeying Him and that mm-hmm. I am. And He's talking here, and He's really talking here. He's talking about the love commandment, loving one another as He has loved us. And as I say, that's not that's not usually very easy to do. You know, it it wasn't easy for Him. Down that cross, but he, he he did it just for me, and in and in doing so, he demonstrated his love, not to me, but for me. I know, so, and that song answers that so well. It, you know, I know some of the words are, you know, who am I that you are mindful of me that you yeah. hear me when I call? Yeah, is it true that you are thinking of me? How you love me is amazing. Oh, we sing that song at church, and I just love it. I have to. It I will is, be playing it, it later today. That's for sure. Alice, so 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 just think about that. So I I want you this and some things I just feel, you know, and this is what I'm just really really feeling. Uh, and this is Jesus okay. talking. So mm-hmm. so and I don't want to belabor that point, but. It is what it is, as they say. <laughs> I'm not going to do yeah. me. I'm going to do Christ. There you go. I like it when and you said, you know how we like the name drop? Well, I'm doing a little name drop, and I'm a friend of God. <laughs> I know. I You know something? I just Ooh. talked to him this morning, and he told me you some know. stuff that just, just blew me away. God. And you know something? <laughs> I'm going I'm to tell you what he told me. I want to so hear that. it, too. <laughs> So, so it's so it's that kind of thing. So, so, so think about that, man. I can drop the name of of the of the God. It's, it's almost hard to put your words when you really think about it. And not just name drop. I'm I am. He's in me, and I am in him. Mm-hmm. And we are one. Believe it or not, we're one because he's the head and I'm the body. And we do things together. I can't do anything without him, and he can't get a lot accomplished in the earth without me. So you, so so that's our reality as as the body of Christ. And I'm, right now, I'm doing a lot of study on on what the body does, and you, you know, we'll be talking about that in later shows. Um, so we'll be talking about that. So then, so once again, number one is increasing faith. Number two, yeah. pleasure to God. And number three, mm-hmm. we just talked about friendship, friendship with God. Mm-hmm. The next one we're going to talk about is Revelation. And I know, and I know, Loretta, you the one you love Revelation. <laughs> you love Gimme Remy. I do, I do, and I can't wait because I just real, I just believe that even in talking about him, something will be revealed. You know, oh, and, I and, love and, the revealed word. And now you know something. I'm, I'm the type of person that, you know, when if if when when he doesn't say anything to me, I'm like, hey, what's what's going on? Did I, am I, you know, have, to, have, have, have I missed out on something? Did I not do something I'm supposed to do? So it's it's something that I expect, and and you know, and 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 in a, in a lot of cases, I receive in I, I take it back. Not in a lot of cases. In some cases, I receive it from uh, from men when it's a confirmation. Um. Because I, I, to me, I'd rather just hear it from the source, and because he says it, I don't usually need confirmation. But sometimes it's good to get to get confirmation, and and that depends on your growth level. Uh-huh. I'm at the, I'm at the point now in, in in my Christian walk, and I'm and I'm 24 years in that. I don't need that confirmation. I, I can get the confirming witness of the Spirit because I've, I've trusted him to the degree that he's not a man that, that he should lie. And not just should lie, but that he could lie. He's nothing but truth, so it's impossible for him to lie. 
so I've ex- I've experienced him to a degree that I um because I know his voice. I know he's not going to tell me something's going to harm me. So so that's where that confidence comes in. Okay, let's find the starting point here. All oh, right. First with you, first with you too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lorraine, you get me on track now. You get me on track. I know, because you know I'm on go. I'm so ready. And Y'all can blame on Lorraine. Don't, don't put it on me. Please blame it on me. I take full responsibility <laughs> <laughs> for getting him back. So what? What's the um? Uh, first Corinthians two, first Corinthians two. We're gonna start in verse number. Okay, we're gonna start at verse number. Wow, I'm trying to. I don't. Let's start verse number six. I don't like to begin in the middle of a thought. So yeah. let's let's go with verse number six. It says, "Yet we, it says, yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature." So God speaks wisdom to those who are what? Mature. Mature, uh-huh. It says, a wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are passing away. And that almost, almost confirms what I just said, that, you know, it, you know, God speaks to those who are mature, who are mature enough to handle what he says. Uh-huh. And, and it said, not of this age. I mean, that's it. right now we're in the information age. And of course, most stuff you can see online or over the radio waves, you can't put too much stock in these days. You definitely got to confirm it. It's a no of the rulers of this age who are doing what? Passing away. So he said, I can't, I can't put my confidence in the wisdom of something that's going to pass away. He said, but we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood, for if they had understood it, they would have yeah. not crucified the Lord of glory. Look yeah. at verse number nine. He said, But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10, for to us God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the Spirit of the man? It's talking about his soul there, which is in him. Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except what? The Spirit of God. That now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those things taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Wow, that was definitely, you can chew on that for about a year. <laughs> so verse 10, so we're going to kill verse 10. So it says, so so when, when we position ourselves to, to become mature in the things of God, and God begins to speak to him, because whatever God speaks is wisdom. And and we don't have to d- depend on a a the wisdom of this age to make us grow in the body of Christ. He says, but the thing that God has intended for us to grow, he says, he has revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. And, and I know you've heard people say this already. I, I just want to know what God's will is for my life. Well, this, this is your answer right there. Hmm. If you want to know what your purpose is, then you you need to go to the one who created you. Because he has revealed that to the spirit. And 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 once you and once we be, begin to uh realize that the Holy Spirit that God has given unto us is God in the earth today. Okay, I want to take an exit. 
Can I take an answer? Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Lately, and I'm so glad that you said you just said what you said because I have been hearing other Christians, and these are Christian people. I mean, they know God, they love God, they you know they obey Him, but they have said to me several times, "I don't know what I'm supposed to do." And you know, and you know, some that's a that and 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 that can be a very viable position because you know there is you no know, years ago that's where I was. I, I I knew what I was called to do, but how to execute that I didn't know. And you know, and 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 it's so hard to get into the once you get into the emotional side of it, which is basically with your soul. You're not gonna find anything there. And you're definitely not gonna find anything in your body. And then the, then the, you know, the age in which we live, they definitely not, are not gonna reveal it to you. Or the rulers of this age in which we live, they certainly are not going to reveal it to you. So the only place that you can truly get that from is through the spirit. And God speaks to those who speaks wisdom to those who are what? Verse said in verse six to those who are mature. Hmm. So well, could if, it be if, that He's so, spoken to them and they're just not listening, or they're afraid, or is this not what they thought it would be? Well, his, well, his, well, this is well. You got to think. God declares the end from the beginning. That 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 is His mo. He always declares the end from the beginning. So that's that's how He does things. Like he and I, I could always like to go to Abraham. I have made you a father of many nations. And when he said that his body was dead, and not knowing that his wife's womb was dead at, at the time that he that he spoke that, but but nevertheless it was the wisdom of God, and and he knew Abraham, but Abraham, what Abram at the time could receive that wisdom from God because he had already he had already experienced God when he first told him to leave his father's house and go into a land that he knew nothing about. So Abraham was already experienced or he was already mature in listening to God, obeying God and seeing the results of it. So now he comes to him with something else. Then of course, you know, after probably after numerous attempts and at not having a child, then they got into their own wisdom. Was <laughs> and his and his wife came up with the idea. Well, why don't you just take my handmaiden <laughs> and 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 make this possible, make this thing come to pass? And he did. And God said, No, that's not the, that's not the son of promise. That's not the one. No, what I said literally is coming through. Is coming through your wife, Sarah. So see how them getting ahead of God and doing their own thing, getting into their own natural way of thinking, their own natural way of reasoning. When you start reasoning, then you now you're in the soul realm. And, of course, they didn't have the spirit on the inside of them then. Uh-huh. But I think if they just kept just kept it up and believed God, then, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have the, we won't be in the mess that we're in today because of that that one act. Yeah. And I said all that to say is that when when you look at verse eleven, it says, "He says, for who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit?" And that word that means that the mind or the soul of a man. So, in other words, the only somebody that can understand my thoughts are me. I have to tell you how I'm thinking. Why? Because the thoughts are a part of me. My thoughts are coming out of me. They're, they're in me. It's that even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except what? The Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. So, if you want, so if you want to know your God's thoughts concerning you, who do you have to inquire? The Spirit. The Spirit of God, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and as I say... You know, once you've done all, well, as the scripture says, once you've done all you know to do, you you should need to stand. You 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 need to stand firm or stand fast in what you already know to do, because there's still a certain level of maturity or growth that you have to attain to. There's still a certain level of faith that you have to attain to 
to finish okay. walking this thing out. Just like the Bible tells us that Jesus, and we're going to be talking about that in a minute, Jesus became obedient unto death. You got to think Jesus in the earth that had to depend solely upon his father to, to tell him what to do and to tell him what to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 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 so just think about that. So if Jesus himself had to do that, what makes you think you're exempt? <laughs> you know, and, and, and there's nothing good. I ain't going to say nothing wrong, but, you know, some people like to take the long route. I don't like taking the long routes. I like going, I, I, I like from point A to point B. The straightest distance between two points is a straight line. That's what they taught me in school. And, man, that thing locked on to me like a missile when I first heard it. Said, wow. <laughs> so the shortest distance between two points is a what? It's a straight, straight line. line. Mm-hmm. So, so once you begin to walk that straight and narrow that God talks about, you know, that straight and narrow way is what leads to life. He said, well, if you want to take that broad way or that wide way, it leads to destruction. That means that you're going to consume a whole lot of resources that you're going to have to consume trying to get to where you need to be. When all you had to do was just obey me. Like the children of Israel, you know, I forgot they could say it was like, what, a 17-day journey from where they are into the land of promise, and it took them, what, 40 <laughs> years? Because the, because the spirit, that, that cloud, that pillar of fire by night and that cloud by day led them in a circle or a circuit because of their disobedience. In other words, you're not ready. You're not ready to walk into your land of promise until you get all that junk out of you, until you're really willing and obedient to me. And as mm-hmm. I would like to say, most people don't like to hear that because that just sounds so simple. But God uses the simple things to confound our own wisdom. If you would do it. And and one of my favorite sayings is, if, if you do it God's way, you will get God's results. God's reward. If you, yep. <laughs> if, if, if you do it, if if you do it your way, guess what? You're going to get your results. If you do it the world's way, you you're you going to get the world's results. If you do it Mama's way, you're going to get Mama's results. <laughs> but if you lock in, say, okay, I. I am not a servant. I'm a friend. That means that 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 God tells me some. God talks to me, and He tells me what's about to go on. That's what Jesus told those apostles that we that we were just listening to. He said, "Look, me and my father once, and He just told me some things that are about to happen. Now I'm telling you why. Now I'm telling you why because I call you friends if you do the things I am commanding you." So Loretta is, you know, I don't want to oversimplify it, but I don't want to undersimplify it either. Yeah. I just, I just, I just need you to understand that is, it, it's just obedience, and you gotta get all the voices out of your head. See, that's the Sometimes. thing. I, I think that's exactly the issue. Is I, I, I told them. I said, I believe you know what to do. I really believe that God has told them what to do, but for some reason is not clicking because I think, like you said, it's the other voices. No, you shouldn't do this. Yes, you should do this. Or it should look and feel like this when when it happens. Well, it's not always going to be, you know, a, a big aha, that's it moment. It should be something that you feel in your soul, and it's the old thing used to say, you know that you know that you know. But yes. then we started talking ourselves out of things that we already know because I, I had to catch myself a few times knowing oh, I yeah, know what God told me. But when you do so much self-talk, yeah. Now, now, and we're not going to read, finish reading, but if, you, if, if someone is in that position, what you're talking about, all they have to do is finish reading, uh, starting in verse 14, and it, it goes on, you know, to talk about, you know, the natural man. Mm-hmm. He does not do you know, does not accept the things of the spirit for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised or think the King James verse is spiritually discerned. So, so if you're walking in your natural state, which means that, that you're walking according to the dictates of your mind, you, 
you operating according to experience, what you experience, or are you using logic? And of course, you know, logic and logos go go go, go hand in hand. But when when you're dealing with God speaking to you, then you open to the realm of Rama, and we talked about that last week. And sometimes you don't fully understand what it is, but you know, as Peter said, Lord, nevertheless, at your word, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. That, that that that's where we have to begin to walk in that realm. Just like when it's in in nineteen ninety nine when he told me it was time to go. And I'm I'm going you're going to a place that you are not you're not gonna be familiar with and and my response was well, Lord show me where and show me when and I will obey. <laughs> and 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 because I did that, you know, there a reward came with that and that was in the form of you know, my uh, a check. I was willing to walk away without a check, and and walked away with enough money to sustain me, you know, for a year or more, until I can get a, a holding or get a footing in the things that he called me to do. Because I didn't know exactly what to do. I was just being obedient and just constantly listening to him. Okay, Lord, what I do today. <laughs> well, yeah, we want the whole know. thing revealed, and, and what I've learned from no. my own personal experience is, is you got to have faith, and you got to walk by faith, not by sight, when it comes to that, because it does well, all the totality of the purpose doesn't get revealed. It, well, it does well, day well, you, by you got to think most people couldn't even handle the full reality of what God right has, yeah. has prepared for them, because you know. Even, even even though it's a straight line from point A to point B, it's the, it's the shortest distance. No, there, no, no, there are going to be pits. There are going to be valleys. There are going to be mountains. There's, there are going to be plains. There are going to be pitfalls. There are going to be impediments. So all along the way, you know, you God showed me a vision once before, and there was two highways, and both of them were straight. And one was striped and paved and nobody had been on it and man it was black and had those beautiful lines on like you see when they finished doing the streets paving the streets in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And and he said, Man, I can't wait to hit that And then he showed me another vision of a straight highway and it had holes in it and valleys and hurdles and impediments and and I had to not go around these things. I had to learn how to go through them. And I woke up and I said, well, Lord, what that meant? He said, I, I, I'm giving you two choices. You can choose the smooth highway and you can get to your destination, but guess what? He said, you would not have learned anything concerning life. Mm-hmm. He said, or you can take this other highway that has all of the obstacles and impediments. He said, but when you get to your destination, he said, you're going to be completely mature because you not only have you made it to your destiny, but you learned so much along the way. And, of course, you know, when I first saw it, I said, you know, I'd rather choose the smooth highway. But but I don't want to get there and my head's empty or my soul's empty. I just, I made it. And and I can't help anybody else. I'd rather learn while you know in the process, so I can help so many other people along the way. And Jesus, Jesus followed the same path. You know, when when he came up to the cross, you know, which was in get and he had to go to get Gethsemane and say, Lord, if it's possible, you know, let this pass from me. And he did that three times, and he finally got to the point. So he said, you No, know, nevertheless. Not my will, but your will be done. And that's what it goes back to saying, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. And now we and we know the story because of what he did. God has given him all of mankind. He served all of mankind, so he gave him all of mankind. So if there are no, I, I can't, I don't have definite answers for individual people, especially if I don't sit down and just talk with them. Now, I can, 
I can help in the process, and that's that's one thing that we do through Discipleship International. We we can help you on the course, but we but we train you and we teach you that you have to rely upon the Holy Spirit, and and it's not a cliche. It's literally showing you how to do it, and where you're able to mature enough to now experience for yourself and know how to do this on your own. Because as I said, it's it's been almost twenty four years, and for me, and I'm really now just tapping into what I what I really know I should be doing, and and I pretty much walked the straight and narrow for those twenty four years. I'll probably say by the, if I had to put a number on it, I would say I was probably by by ninety eight percent, and and that's no brag or or trying to appear holier than now, but that's the way I chose to do it because of what I was trained as a young man coming up. You know, if, if you're going to do something, do it right. So when I became a Christian, I said, well, I'm going I'm to I'm do this thing right. I don't want to be the, a hypocrite like I saw growing up. So you you have to determine for yourself. I was honest with myself. And because of that, you know, God assisted me in what I need to do. So if if if, if someone has that those same questions and you know, you can always contact Loretta and she can contact me or you can contact me directly. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter at at D I Guy that's D I G U I D I Guy, which is short for Disciple International Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Or you can email me at gloryapp at aol.com, and I'll be more than happy to try to assist you in any questions and to help you on this journey. That's 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 my life's work. That's what I'm committed to doing for Christians. It's the edify. I'm so glad that you reminded me of that because I was like, Lord, how can, you know, I, I need to help these people. And now that you said that, I need to refer them to you because I don't know. I'll just, because to yes, me, yes, it's so them. simple. You know, I and, see it. But you can really explain it to them because I'm like, it's simple. He's already told you. For some reason, you're just not listening. So, you know, yeah. sometimes we need help listening and deciphering. <laughs> Well, like I said, as, as, as that scripture just said, nobody knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of that man. The most people ain't going to tell you all the, the full story. You have to well, sit down and, and get them comfortable with you and, you know, where they can realize that you that you truly want to understand them and you have their best interests at heart. And then that's, what, that's how people open up, and that's how psychologists and psychiatrists do it. They get people to open up to them, and they can, you know, adequately and appropriately help to diagnose them or identify where they are in the process. Well, that's just what we do. You know, I'm, we're not going to psychoanalyze anybody, but I, I listen, and because of the gift that he's placed in me, you know, as a prophet of God, that that helps with the process. But for the most part, I'm always point you back to the word. I will point out. Yeah, I may be it's like personal. Stuck. I, they need to get unstuck, so you can help. Exactly. I, you know, I, I may or may not give you a personal prophecy. That, that's up to God. I don't speak on my own accord. If He wants me to say something to you, then I will. Other than that, I'm just going to direct you to the Word, like we're we're doing today. I'm directing people to the Word, and sometimes that's the only direction they can handle. Yeah. Yeah. Until they are mature enough. To where they can you know how you know God told me to not to go to work this way this morning. I did, and and I felt so good because I obeyed Him. Or I just passed this guy on the street, and I had my lunch in the car, and and I turned around and went back and gave it to him because God told me. And then I'm, I'm telling you things that that I've done. Mhm. You know, just just being these are things that these are examples. They, I mean, they're not. You don't have to imitate them. These are things that. That I've done, or you know, somebody comes into the store and God says, "I want you to give them all of that." I, I don't argue; I just do it because I know that in doing so, I'm increasing my faith. I'm pleasing God. I'm demonstrating to Him that I'm His friend. He's going to trust me with more revelation because I'm mature, and we're going 
deal with the other three on next week. <laughs> like, <laughs> exaltation and blessing. Because the relative took all my time today. That's right. And it's so funny because I want to tell you this before we close, everybody. Um, I posted what you said about obedience pleases God. And this lady um, posted back, Teresa, she said parents too. And I'm telling her, we actually use the parenting, you know, our parenting style as an analogy to how it works. So yeah, it does. That was so cool that she would say that. So I don't know if she so, was man, listening am, and said that or what. This is not fair. <laughs> I can't. I'm, all, I'm already looking forward to next Tuesday. I'm just, ah. <laughs> Nevertheless, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wait because if I did on Wednesdays, it wouldn't it wouldn't be Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. It'd be Wednesdays <laughs> and Thursday. That's Friday. <laughs> I know but people man, get so good, man. man. Oh my goodness! I, I, like I said, I, I, but, I am enjoying it. But I have thoroughly enjoyed this, and, and, and I'm going to issue this admonishment again: that all the things that you have heard on today. If you dare to incorporate them into your daily life, I guarantee you, and this this is what God has given me to say, I guarantee you that you will see immediate change in your life. So, and I'm not saying that because it's me. I'm, I'm just a vessel that yielded and have to consecrate myself to be used. I've always prayed, Lord, make me a vessel of sanctification and honor for you. And, and I've prepared myself to do that. So, just... Right. just Rise to the challenge, and let's do it God's way so we can get God's results. Right, I'm going to let you that. take us on out of here, Loretta. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to tell, tell everybody, thank you so much for listening and, and listening and listening and telling your friends and family. I get the report, and I see the show numbers are growing like crazy, and we do appreciate it. And in that number, we also hope and pray that you're being helped and not just entertained that you're being informed and you're being stretched and you're being um, even convicted a little um, to do better in your life so that you can receive those things that you have prayed for and believed for. So having said all that, always think positive, dream big dreams, help someone along the way, and we'll see you all next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Be blessed.